I first met King Hussein in the summer of 1958. I was working at the old CIA headquarters in Washington for the brilliant Frenchman Roger Goyron, who had aided the OSS during World War II and became an American citizen. He was chief of the Middle East Division. When CIA found out about a nascent coup plot aimed at the young monarch in Amman, off I went. By summer's end, I was able to hand King Hussein twenty-two signed confessions from Jordanian military officers, without harming a hair on their heads. There's an object lesson there for the CIA today as it regroups under President Obama. I was thirty-six at the time, and the king was twenty-two. He'd already survived an earlier coup attempt by Arab nationalist officers and watched his friend and cousin, King Faisal of Iraq, murdered in a successful coup that ended the Hashemite dynasty in Iraq that same summer. Few in Washington would have bet much money on King Hussein's long-term prospects as a moderate Arab leader caught between Israel, the Syrians, the Egyptians, and the PLO. Indeed, it was always an open question in Washington. Should the United States support King Hussein? Is he worth supporting? Is he going to be around? What's the cost of supporting him? In the end, Hussein proved to be a deft ruler. He knew where his strength lay, and he spent his whole life making sure that the army and the Bedouin tribes were behind him. They were his insurance policy, and those around him knew it. Without it, his support from Washington would have dissolved. From the start, my relationship with King Hussein was an unlikely one. I was the son of a small-town banker in South Dakota. I'd grown up with a statuette of Newt Rockne on my bedside table and wanted nothing more than to play football for Notre Dame. He'd grown up a king, an absolute monarch by the age of seventeen, heir to the Hashemite kingdom, and a direct descendant of the Prophet Muhammad. Even at twenty-two, he had a presence. He was almost ageless. He radiated personal charm, but never overdid it. He always maintained his dignity. Avi Schleim, the Oxford historian, wrote this of my relationship with the king in his book Lion of Jordan. Jack O'Connell had a closer relationship with King Hussein than any other American official before or after one that was based on mutual respect and absolute trust. I don't want to sound immodest, but I do think that was the case.